Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. The title of my message is titled, um, Discovery Within You. <laughs> it's Discovery Within You. Assessing the inward possibilities. Discovery Within You. Assessing the inward possibility. There is always something God has given every man on planet Earth. That's the thing I want you to understand. God has given us nobody on planet Earth. Hear me. The seven plus billion people on planet Earth. There is something God gave every one of us. I tell people, I was saying it a few minutes ago with one, with one of the family and I said to them, I said seven billion people is seven billion dimensions of God. And so in the seven billion dimensions of God is God using the seven billion people to display an aspect that everyone cannot display at a particular time. And so with this very particular understanding, I want you to understand that God has put a possibility on the inside of you. You are the one that is looking as if you came into this world by accident. You are the one that is thinking um, that, okay, I am here on planet Earth. Coronavirus has come. Things have shifted my faith. I am no longer, it looks as if life has given me a beat down and nothing is going to happen to me anymore. I am here to introduce you to you again, to make you understand um, for as far as you can still breathe, for as far as you can still listen to me and you can still watch me, God is not true with you in the name of Jesus. And I decree that the devil that has lied to your destiny, and the devil that has said to you that nothing good can come out of your life, I break that yoke off your neck in the name of Jesus. The title of it, one more time, is called Discoveries Within You. Assessing the inward possibility. There is always something that God has put on the inside of you. But the biggest problem with us is the fact that we've not taken out the time for us to discover what God has put on the inside of us. God, everybody on planet Earth, there is a product that God has given you. One of the things in which we understand with the story of the talent is the fact that the Bible says as the man was going, he gave everyone of them talent. Now, this is the thing about a very particular passage. is the fact that the talent that the man gave every one of them, according to the parable of Jesus, the Bible says there, it's according to their capacity. It is not according to the resources of the man. It is according to their capacity, which means every one of you have the talent on the inside of you. You have something that God has put on the inside. But the question that we need to begin to ask ourselves, have you taken out the time to discover what God has given you? Have you taken out the time to begin to assess the inward possibility? See, let me say this and say this. I tell people, I say, ability for you to fulfill your destiny, it is not wrapped up in the job in which you go day in, day out. I have seen people who are doing their job Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Friday, but yet they are frustrated. They have the billions in their bank account, but yet they are not fulfilled. Because why? Until you discover what is meant for you, your discovery is not in view. Until you discover what God has already ordained from you from the beginning of the world, your ability to take hold of your space on earth is not in view. 
And that is the thing tonight that we are about to see and to begin to show you what are the system that has been put in place. And I promise you tonight, by the time we begin to dig into some of this thing, you will begin to see, wow, so these are the things that God has put on the inside of me. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I thought maybe it was just my mind. I thought maybe it's because somebody was talking about it. But tonight, every discovery that you need to engage for your destiny to matter, I compel them to begin to happen to you right now in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to go into our test this night and begin to see what the Lord has for us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 6 to verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 6 to verse 8. 2 Corinthians, please and please, I want you to take note. One of the things with MindShift and also with us as Platform Church, we're a church that like writing and taking note so that you can go back like the Bereans and sit down and check from the scripture for you to be sure to understand that yes, indeed, this work for my good. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. From verse 6 to verse 8. I'll be reading from the Passion Translation. And so please and please take note of that. And also we'll be reading also Genesis chapter 1. From verse 26 to verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to verse 28. But let's start from the first text this moment. First text. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. From verse 6 to verse 8. The Bible says here. It says for God. Who said. He said for God who said. Let the brilliant light shine out of darkness. Is the one who has cascaded his light into us. The brilliant dawning light of the glory, the, the, the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into his face of Jesus Christ. Now verse 7. He said we are like common clay jar that carry his glorious treasure within us. So that the extraordinary overflow of the power will be seen as God, not us. He said, though we might experience every kind of pressure, we are crushed. We are not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. But quitting is not an option. At times, we don't know what to do. Regardless of the assets and the treasure that has been put in our heart. At times, we don't know what to do. But one of the things there that the writer was making us to understand is like, but quitting is not an option. One of the things that you can see from this scripture, it says, let the brilliant light shine out of darkness, which means the possibility of you being the light of Christ. The Bible makes us to understand in Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 5, he said, you are the light of the world. He said, you are the salt of the earth. He said, now this scripture also now is now adding to that. He said, because you are the light. He said, let the brilliant light shine out of darkness. Can I shock you tonight? Every possibility for Africa, for your family, for your church, for your generation to enjoy the light, the possibility is currently sitting on your inside. That grace is already on your inside. Now it says, it says we are like common clay jar that carries the glorious treasures within us. You are the one looking at yourself to think that you are just common. But the Bible said that the glorious treasure of the heaven has been embedded on the inside of you from the foundation of the world. From the foundation of the world. The glorious treasure, what is he talking about? The ability for you to discover the treasure. Have you noticed something when it comes to the issue of treasures? Treasures are not found on the surface of the earth. Treasures are dig down for you to find them out. You need to dig down for you to find the treasure. So treasures are something that you need to pay attention to. You have to pay attention to ability to discover 
That's why this night our title is called The Discovery Within You. Ability to discover, accessing the inward. It is not something that the world is telling you. It is the inward possibility on the inside of you. And I pray tonight that as your mind begins to think of what you carry on your inside, Please and please, I want to beg you. Do not look at what is happening currently outside. Don't look at what your friends have said to you. Don't look at what your mother or what your father or what the ancestor has spoken to you. Look at the inward possibility because as we begin to go deep down into the scripture, you will begin to see your possibility and the inwardness and the gift of God on your inside will begin to speak in a clear terms for you tonight in the name of Jesus. Let's also look at the book of Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, from verse 26 to verse 28. Genesis chapter 1, from verse 26 to verse 28. The Bible says in the Amplified Bible, the Bible says here, He said, and God said, Karopo He said, let us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, make man in our own image, after our likeness. I like that. Make man in our own image, after our likeness, which means your Father God, carries a possibility on the inside and he made you out of those possibility let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have complete authority do you notice not partial authority it is from the likeness and discovering of your possibility that you have complete authority not partial he said let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea the beds of the air the Thames beast and all, and, I mean, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image and in his image and likeness of God, he created them, male and female created he them. So which means every man and every woman is made from the prototype of who God is. That's why I tell people, I say your completeness is not found in your husband, neither is your completeness found in your wife. No, your completeness is found in Christ Jesus. I don't care which, which tradition that you are currently subscribing to. Your completeness is not found in your husband. I have said that several times to my wife. Follow me as I follow Christ because that's the responsibility. I know that her completeness is not found in me. It is found in Christ. Christ is the image in which she was formed from. Christ is the image in which I was formed also from. And also we see in verse 28, the Bible says, it says, and God blessed them. My dear, you are the one sitting down thinking as if the blessing is not upon your life. The Bible says, and God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful multiply and fill the earth if you notice that statement it says fill the earth let your inward possibility that you carry on the inside let the discovery that you are going to discover tonight let it fill the earth and subdue it using all its vast resources in the service of god and of man which means a condition was put there when it comes to the issue of discovering the inward possibility that you carry on the inside. He said, using all its vast resources in the service of God and also of man and have dominion over the fish, I mean, over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. My dear sisters and brothers, as we begin to go deep down right now, I want you to understand this, um, that heaven created a vacuum for you to fulfill a particular dimension of God. 
If you have to put that down, put it down tonight. For the fact that you are listening to me right now, heaven created a vacuum that only you can fill. But for you to be able to fill that very particular vacuum, you have to discover the inward possibility. You have to discover the glory of God. You have to discover the things that God has actually marked for you. Heaven created a vacuum. A vacuum was made the day that God decided to send you on this very particular earth. That's why for me I said, there is no manufacturer that produces a product without actually creating an intense purpose for that very particular product. No manufacturer, including your father God. When God created you, he created a vacuum that only you can fill. My question to you tonight, are you filling the vacuum that has been created? Or you are helping somebody to fill their own vacuum and yet you are feeling pain, you are feeling disappointed, you are feeling hatred, you are feeling your anxiousness and your anxiety is so numerous. God created you and created a vacuum. I said you are not a biological mistake. You are not on earth looking for what to do. Heaven has factored you out and brought you on earth. Your coming on earth does not mean that you will not have to do the work. You still have to discover it. See, you are not a biological mistake. I know that you may be saying to me tonight, Pastor, you don't understand. The product in which, in which I was used, the product that comes together to form me, my mother has disappointed me. My father has disappointed me. The community has abandoned me. I was just passing to listen to this service tonight. I want to challenge you tonight that for the fact that you are currently listening to me, your name carries a purpose and heaven has created a vacuum that only you can fill in the name of Jesus. Discovering your purpose. Discovering your purpose. Assessing the inward possibility that is on your inside. One of the things in which you need to understand um, that whether you like it or not, every one of us on planet Earth, there is always something that God has called us to come and do. Nobody is on this earth by accident. Nobody. Your period, the product of your birth may be by accident, but as far as you are on earth, you are not an accident in the eyes of God. Yes, in the eyes of men, they may call you a bastard. In the eyes of men, they may call you a prostitute. In the eyes of men, they may call you a non-entity. Nothing good can come out of you. But I'm here tonight to rewrite that narrative concerning your life. That every man that has ever spoken negative concerning your destiny, as you begin to access the inward possibility, I break that yoke off your neck in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse, from verse 4 to verse 5. Jeremiah 1 from verse 5. We know the story very well concerning the life of Jeremiah. Jeremiah thought that according to his life that he is just on earth just to be able to pass and to waste time. He thought that my coming on earth is just to be able to come and access and just see things uh, die and go to the point that there is no marker. All of a sudden we hear a word in verse 4. And the word of God came unto me saying, Karokoto. The same way tonight uh, I prophesy upon someone's life. Uh, you will hear the word of God uh, saying to you, go this way in the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, verse 5, he said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Which means currently now, as you are listening to me, before you were conceived in your mother's womb, before your father and your mother came together to create what they create and for you to come out, you have already been given a destiny. You have already been given a purpose. Your name has a destination attached to it. And he says, before thou comest forth out of the womb, he said, I sanctify thee and I ordain thee a prophet unto nation. 
I sanctify thee and have ordained thee a prophet. The same way you are correctly listening to me. You have been ordained. I know you will be saying that, okay, I know that Jeremiah has been ordained a prophet. What about me? Oh, my dear, you have been ordained to be the next president. You have been ordained to be the next minister. You have been ordained to be the one to answer the problem of Africa. You have been ordained to be the one to sort the solution in the media industry, to sort the solution currently now in the banking sector, in the agricultural sector, in whatever sector that you once desire. You have been ordained to be that very particular one to answer you've been ordained we can also see with the life of jesus because why one of the things i want you to understand that as far as our destiny is concerned it is already scripted from the very beginning for those of you who missed my last week thursday's message take your time and go there we are living currently now a scripted life it is either you are acting somebody's role or you are the main character of your movie that choice belongs to you we see that also with the life of jesus in the book of i mean the book of luke chapter 4 from verse 17 to 21. luke chapter 4 from verse 17 to 21. the bible because to understand them i will paraphrase this very particular scripture that jesus christ was sitting with the, with with the people there at the synagogue and all of a sudden he took the book from prophet Isaiah. after taking the book he opened the book and when he opened the book he showed them where it was written concerning his life what was he making us to understand on that scripture that see every one of you that is born of god has been marked to for destiny every one of us born of god every creation of god we already have a destiny attached to our name and all of a sudden after then jesus now says he said the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. If you notice, he was detailed concerning his destination. What the father has said concerning him. He said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captive. And to recovery of sight to the blind. And to set liberty to them that are bruised. To set liberty. He was giving you his core plan. The vision concerning his life. That I am not here by accident like some of you think that I am here. I am not here to sit and become a watch party. Sitting down and creating a system of a solution that is not going to even amount to any solution for me. He made them understand that, see, there is a destiny attached with my name on it. And so one of the things in which I want you to understand, beloved, until you discover your day, until you discover what God has a mark for you, you've actually not started living. I have to say that until you discover your inward possibility, the product of God that he has a mark on the inside of you, you've actually not started. I know some of you, you celebrate your birthday. Oh, I know very well my birthday is always April 23rd. Every year I look at that day, I sit down. My birthday is not my birthday until I discover the reason why I am living. And that's the thing also concerning you. You are the one busy marking 22, 23, 45, 52, 72, 92, 102, whatever. But until you discover the thing that God has called you for, you've actually not started living. You are only just existing without no impact in life. You are only just existing without no impact in life. Your discovery of what you have called for and engaging of the discovery is actually what makes you start to live. And tonight I pray that every one of you that your heart is panting to discover all that God has marked, tonight you will get it in the name of Jesus. One of the things in which I put here as we begin to look some of the system here is the fact that discovery of your inward possibility is what makes you gain the mastering of earth and what commits resources to you. The ability for you to discover what you have been called for, it is what makes you a master on earth. At the same time also, what makes resources come to you? Currently now, if I will ask you, 
The reason why you are struggling on that very particular thing there, that you are currently doing, my question to you is the fact that is it the discovery that you have discovered or you are just operating by they say, we say, and us say? I tell people, I say, when I see people, I ask them, what do you do? And I hear them, they tell me, no, 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 no pun intended. I'm not trying to hit on anybody now. But when I hear them, they tell me that I'm a serial entrepreneur. I just do what come. I say, no wonder you are living a life as it just come. I just do what come. Because the only way you can make a mark on earth is for you to discover your path and you stay in your lane. Jesus was not just doing what come. Jeremiah was not just doing what come. Isaiah just not just doing what come. Even Daniel, Shadrach, Mishan, and Abednego, they were not just doing anything that come is what I do. Eh -eh. Your name carry a destination. Your name carry a product that you must sell and people will buy it. I pray tonight that as we begin to look at the system, your eyes will open to explore your own inward possibility and run with it in the name of Jesus. One of the things in which I want you to understand, my beloved family, is the fact that I want you to understand that by redemption, every believer is blessed by the blessing of the word of God. Every believer is blessed. By redemption, every believer is blessed. Every believer have an inward possibility. You gave your life to Christ in 20 Kokoro, or you gave your life to Christ in 1842. You carry a destiny with your name on it. But can I shock you? You can be a believer hanging around the church, like I call them, the elder brothers of the church or the elder sisters of the church, complaining why people are discovering their purpose, but yet nothing is happening. I take that very particular story from the prodigal story. We know too well that the elder brother has always been in church for too long, but there is nothing that he has discovered concerning himself. I pray that you will not be one of the elder brothers and the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. Elder brothers are those ones that complain about everything and nothing is happening in their space. People are progressing, they are complaining. People, God is making them to be signs and wonders, they are still complaining. You will not be such in the name of Jesus. I want you to also understand that you don't create purpose, you discover it. You don't create it. Purpose is not to be created, it's to be discovered. Until you discover what is written concerning you. We can see that in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7. From the Amplified Version, Hebrews 10 7. He said it has been written, which is I call it a scripted life. The day you find yourself in the book, you begin to walk the walk of your destiny. It has been written. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7. He says, then I said, behold, I come to, your, I, I, I come to do your will, O God, to fulfill what has been written in the scrolls of the book. There is always what has been written. See, let me say this as I begin to go deep down. Not every one of us is called into the five-fold ministry. I know every one of you will look and say, ah, being a pastor, being an apostle, being a this is a, is a good business. My dear sisters and brothers, let me, I challenge you tonight. Let me give you one tenth of what we go through as a servant of God. I promise you, with the anointing of God upon our life, you will beg us to taste it. Come and take it back. Don't be too quick because why? Some of us, it is a voice from heaven that we are responding to. And in the place of the responding, it comes with a price to pay. We discover our path and we choose to stay in it. Regardless of whether you hate us or you are beginning to hate us or you are finding a way to hate us or maybe for majority of you, you just choose to love us. But right in that very particular thing, it's all about discovery. It's all about discovery. And this is the thing I want to say to you tonight. The reason why you are busy hating people who are progressing, it is because you've not discovered what God has called you for. Because the day you discover what God has called you for, you have no business looking at people's life. You have no business trying to check who is progressing or who is not progressing. You will be busy with your discovery, trying to milk out the crude oil of your life, trying to bring out the treasure of your life to the point that when you look at 24 hours, 24 hours is very small. 
when I fall in line with the voice and the vision of God concerning my life, oh, trust me, 24 hours, sometimes I wonder, Jesus, what the hell is going on? Woo! If I know what's going on, time is gone. Time is gone. My dear, tonight, I pray for you one more time. As you begin to take time to discover all that God has marked for you, I pray that the intelligence for you to explore that very particular grace comes upon you tonight in the name of Jesus. Assessing the inward possibility. Assessing the inward possibility. Assessing the inward possibility. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14 to 30. But I'm going to focus only just on the few verse there. On that very particular scripture. I'm going to focus from verse 14 to verse 19. It's a story of the talent that I want you to understand some certain things. That beloved, when God created you, he gave you an ability. He gave you a talent. Gave you a possibility. But we have to align to him to discover it. We have to align. He gave you everything, everything that you will ever need. You all know me too well in Platform Church as your pastor. I keep telling you that and I'll keep saying it. Everything that you will ever need to live life like a big boy, to live life like a big girl, that grace has been given to you. But the ability to discover, and that is what tonight, when we begin to look, what are the methods on how to discover? Your eyes will open to see all that pertains to you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14 to verse 19, the Bible says, um, it says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. Jesus was given a parable that for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling who called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods, which means he gave every one of them something for them to be able to be busy. And they said in verse 15, and he gave one five and the other two and the other one. And to every man according to his several ability and straight away he took his journey. The same way when Jesus deployed you, when God deployed you on this very particular earth, he gave you ability for you to take the journey and begin to discover your purpose and your plan. And we see in verse 16, the Bible says, and then he, he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made some, and, and made other five talents. And likewise, he that received two talents, he also gained two. But he that received one went and dig in, I mean, dig in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long, after a long time, the Lord whose servant cometh and reckoned with them, which means after a long time, the man come and asked them, "What have you done with the discovery that you carry on the inside?" The same thing also applying to every one of you currently listening to me either on the radio or probably live on Facebook and YouTube. The question there is: Everything that God has put on your inside, what have you done with it? I want you to understand that the gift and talent, abilities and possibilities are for the kingdom use. The master gave them to trade. Your ability to discover what is inside of you is what gives you relevance in life. Do you notice that when those talent was distributed to those guys, their promotion was ability for them to utilize the giftings, utilize the discoveries and things out of them. But all of a sudden, we saw that very particular one. Instead of him trading with the thing that has been given to him, he decided to bury it. And because of his system of bury, his destiny was also buried at the end of it. I pray tonight that every one of you that have chosen not to awaken to the responsibility that God has given into your life, I pray that right now you wake up to it in the name of Jesus. Everyone that has buried your giftings, buried your talent, either in ignorance or probably by the works of the devil, I break such yoke from your life in the name of Jesus. Assessing in what possibility? Question to ask yourself. As we begin to look at some of the mystery, how to discover my purpose or my assignment. Now, my question for you to ask yourself, 
Why? Where am I going? Where am I going? Have you taken out the time for you to sit down and do what I call self-introspection? I wake up every morning, I go to office. Is that all concerning my life? I wake up every morning and all of a sudden I've been used, dumped, abused and whatever. Is that all that concerns my life? I wake up every morning. The question you need to ask yourself, where am I going? There is always a destination for everybody. Always a destination. God is not a God that created you without a purpose. He creates you with an intention. He creates you as a product for you to fulfill a particular dimension of his life. You are the one thinking that God, see, as long as every child is still being born, the child is also called to display particular dimensions of God. Seven billion plus people, we are all displaying the dimensions of God if we are in Christ Jesus. And so because of that tonight, the ability to ask yourself, where am I going? What is the destination you have in mind? Number two question you need to ask yourself, where do I belong? Until you know where you belong, you will always be belonging everywhere. You belong to, 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 you belong to the group of boys that flies jets. The next minute you belong to the group of boys that fly plane. The next minute you find you boys. See, your, your belonging has no relevance. You are just everywhere, marking nothing in life. Where do I belong? Until you locate where you belong, nothing belongs to you. Until you locate where you belong, nothing belongs to you. One minute we find you, you are in IT. The next minute you are in entertainment. We wake up before we know what's going on. You are in saloon business. Before we could say Jesus is Lord, you are doing an undertaker business. Where do you belong? Ability to locate where you belong. And also the question also you need to ask yourself. What is my field of play? Which means what is my specialization? What is my field of play? What is my field of play? There is always a field that God has given every one of us. Whether you like it or not, you always have a field of play. I tell people I don't like using that example. I say I don't like the airport. Because not everybody that is at the airport that is traveling. Because everybody, majority of the people that you see at the airport, not everybody hold the boarding pass. So people are just there to escort people to their destination. May that not be your lot and your portion in the name of Jesus. In my country, we call it which means I refuse. God will not allow me to escort people to this earth. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Another question you need to ask yourself, where is my discipline? Where is my discipline? What guides me daily? Where is my discipline? What guides me daily until you discover your discipline, the place for you to stay in? That is when you begin to make a mastering of your destination. And the final question you need to ask yourself, which career do I belong to? Which means a sector of influence. Which career do I belong to? You'll need to ask yourself these very particular five questions. And in asking yourself, everybody belongs somewhere. Everybody belongs somewhere. Remember tonight is what I call the Mind Shift Thursday. We are discussing issues of life and destiny. And so please and please, I want you to take your time to stay. Because by the time we finish, you will sit back. And I know the prayer I've prayed for everyone tonight. That as you sit back and make a self-introspection, your eyes will be open to see your call and the place you belong in the name of Jesus. I say one other thing here. The only thing that kills inferiority complex the only thing that kills inferiority complex is your purpose. That is the only thing that kills inferiority complex. When you discover your place in life, you are not afraid of anything. You are not afraid of anything. Oh, I'm afraid I don't know how to speak. Oh, I'm afraid I'm having stage fright. Oh, I'm afraid I'm inferior. Oh, I'm afraid. The question there is when you discover who you are, inferiority complex will die like a magic. 
One of the things I want you to say here that I put here, I say your place in life is not determined by you, but by God. And outside of God is no purpose but ambition. Outside of God is not a purpose. You are just ambitious. One minute, oh, I feel like having a Bentley. The next minute, oh, you don't understand. I feel like a house in Stain City. Do you think that that's all about you? Your life matters to this destiny. When I was praying this morning, earlier I was, and I was asking God, I said, Father, let this message hit somebody's life that will become the answer and the pain of somebody for Africa to walk into their destiny. Because until we discover our place in life, Africa will continue to be at a place of penury. We'll continue to be at the messes of the Western world because we've not discovered our place. And I was saying to one of the ladies, and I said to her, I said, see, the responsibility for us to be able to rewrite the narratives of Africa, that responsibility has been shifted to us, the church. And I pray tonight that every believer tonight listening to me, you will wake up to such responsibility in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that we are the light of the world, not the light of the church. We are the salt of the earth, not the salt of the church. But until we wake up to the responsibility, looking at government, looking at finance, looking at entertainment, and begin to put solutions, we will constantly remain at the mercy of the Western world. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. One of the things in which I put here, I says, how do I discover my purpose and assignment? Please and please, this is very vital. There are some points I'm going to measure. Because yes, as we talk about this, there must be a way on how to discover your place of purpose and assignment. There is a way on how to discover your place of purpose and assignment. Whether you like it or not, ability for you to discover what God has marked for you. That responsibility has been placed on you. And as we look at three major points, for you to discover everything that God has marked for you. Three major points. Whether you like it or not, God communicates his intelligence on these three parts. My prayer for you tonight, that as I begin to put this word, your eyes open to see these three major points in the name of Jesus. How do I discover my purpose or my assignment? How? Number one, God's vision or plan for your life. What is God's vision for your life? There's a specific assignment that God has called you for. Whether we like it or not, majority of us, trust me, we came with a voice from heaven. Like, I mean, like, like Jesus in the book of Luke. He says, this day I have been said from above that I am here to heal the brokenhearted. I am here to set the captives free. This was not something that was coming from a place of emotion. It was coming from a vision from God that has been said concerning their destiny. You can see that in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 3. Habakkuk, chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 3. The Bible says, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set upon my tower and watch to see what he shall say unto me and what shall I answer when I am approved. When I'm reproved. He says in verse 2, he says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Which means there are those that are called for a vision. There are those that are called for specific assignment. Your assignment on earth may not be like everybody. But there is a vision with your name on it. Ability to sit down and say, what voice is backing my life? What voice was echoed the day I came on this very particular earth? What was the conversations from heaven concerning my life? Ability to ask yourself or probably to pray your way in the discovery of the vision concerning your life. You all have, a, we all have a vision from God. 
Majority of us, because why God is not a God that created the product by accident. He is an intentional God. And when he created you and deployed you on earth, he created a vacuum for you to fill. I pray tonight that as you begin to think on the visions of God, what is the vision that he has given you? Maybe the vision that he has given you is ability to deliver Africa from the pain, ability to deliver Africa from the subjugation, ability for you to be like Daniel, to sit in the corridors of politics and to rewrite the narratives for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. I tell people, I said, yes. That very particular scripture that the Bible was making us to understand. That people said that, no, it's a lost prayer. No, it's not a lost prayer. It's a prayer of a sinner, as far as I'm concerned. Whereby Jesus was telling the disciple. He said, when you pray, say this. Our Father who art in heaven, I love be thy name. Now, this is where the thing come. Our Father who art in heaven, how low be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The ability for you to ask God for the food that you want to eat tomorrow must first and foremost start from, Father, thy kingdom come. What part am I called to play? You have no business requesting from God food to eat without you asking God, what is your kingdom purpose on earth? What is my kingdom purpose on earth? I'm a product of heaven. I've been deployed as an ambassador on earth. There must be a reason that I am here on earth. Until you put your vision and your passion to that very particular line. Your ability to ask God for your daily bread should not come out from your mouth. Oh Lord, bless my water, bless my bread. Can God find the kingdom purpose? He says, as the kingdom of God is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. Thy kingdom come on earth. Thy kingdom come. Jesus was not making mistake when he put that in that very particular order. He said, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And we see after then, when the kingdom purpose has governed your heart. And trust me, the kingdom purpose is not all about uh, what you call carrying the Bibles and going everywhere and hitting drums on people's head and stuff. If that is your vision, if that's your purpose, good. But not every one of us are called for that. Not every one of us. Yes, we are all sent to preach the gospel. But not every one of us are called in the very, not every one of us are called in the fivefold ministry. No. There are some of you that God has called as a financier to the kingdom. There are some of you that God has called to be able to pioneer new narratives. There are some of you that God has called as freedom fighter. Currently now we know that African has been delivered from the oppression of political binary, but we are still in the slavery of economic deprivation. Some of you are called for that. But yet, those very particular places, until we are waking to the consciousness, we will always remain at the mercies of the Western world without us going into the center of the game. We also see in the book of Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Joel 2, 28. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass, uh, afterward I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, uh, and your young men shall see visions. Uh, which means there's a place for vision when it comes to the issue of discovering your destiny. What is the vision? One of the things for me which I know too well, that is the fact that from heaven, the moment I was born on planet earth, God has already until when I discovered it, it made me find peace. I have no business battling with anybody. My ability for me to be confident in the voice of God, which means the ability to give the people rest. That was what was echoed the moment in which God created me on planet earth. That vacuum was created and when I came into the place, there was no competition. Because that's the thing, one of the signs for you to know that this is your place. You are not intimidated by anybody. Competition is not on the place. You are staying in your lane. I now discovered few years back that I'm called from every product that has happened, I'm called to give the people rest. It was a vision from heaven. Called to give the people rest. What is your vision plan? What is the vision God has given you? 
One of the things in which I want you to understand. For example, we see the life of Moses. The vision plan was for him to be a deliverer. We see the life of Isaiah and also Jeremiah. They were called to be a prophet that would arouse and prophesy the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was their place. It was the vision. They were not called to be the Jesus. They were called to be part of the pioneers that would put the voice of the mandate of Jesus to be on earth. We can also see the life of Jesus himself. Jesus also, he was from the beginning, there was a vision for his life. Go and deliver my people from the nature of sin and take them into the place of the marvelous light. It's as simple as that. Go. And Jesus went, came there, focus on his business, three and a half years, get out of it. And currently now you and I, we are repeating benefits. Another person we see is the name of Paul. Paul understand the place of that. And Paul, if you read the book of Acts of the Apostles chapter 9, the Bible makes us to understand that he was called to suffer for the gospel of Christ. And no wonder he carried it with grace. He was not intimidated by Peter, James, and John. Even James, who was the brother of Jesus, he was not intimidated. He stayed to carry the grace message that you and I currently now that we are benefiting from. Two thirds of the New Testament was written by Paul. Because why? Ability to operate in vision settles you for life evermore. Ability to operate in the vision of God settles you for life evermore i pray that tonight as you engage the vision that god has given you for your life every resources that you need to make that vision come together i release it upon you in the name of jesus the vision of god assessing in what possibilities point number two what else also do i need to know how to discover the inward possibility on the inside of me how to discover point number two is what i've titled your giftings, your talent, and your potentials. Your giftings, your talent, and your potential. See, nobody on planet Earth that comes into this very particular Earth without a, without a deposit on the inside of them. And this very particular thing I'm talking about, your gifting, your talent, and your potential. See, I'm going to say this with apology to nobody. This has nothing to do by the layings of hand. It was part of your nature the moment you burst out of your mother's womb. It was embedded on the inside of you. One of the things in which I put here, I said um, that this is an inherent or an ability that has, that has not been tapped yet. It's your potential, not given by anointing or laying of hand. You come with it from your mother's womb. Everybody come with it from their mother's womb. Your giftings, your talent, your potential. Your giftings, your talent, your potential. Part of the things in which I say here, as a part of the sign you need to know that you have the potential in any area at any time is the fact that you are always driven to that very particular cause when the need arises. You are always driven. It has nothing to do with anything. Your heart to just want to meet the needs there. It's your giftings, your talent, your potential. Have you taken out the time? It is an hidden talent that has been buried on the inside. When you appear on this earth, poops. That also appears with you. But you have to discover. What are your giftings? What are the things that naturally you can do? Naturally. You don't need a book. You don't need any test book. You can wake you up 2 a.m. in the midnight. You can pull off the possibility. To the point that if they ask you, let's drive from here to, 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 to Nigeria by road to go and achieve that very particular gifting, you are, let's go. Distance is not going to stop you. No anxiety, no roadblock can stop you from attending to that very particular thing. It is your inner potential that has been buried on your inside. Your inner potential that has been buried on your inside. 
For me, I said here, I say it is your inherent ability given to you by God. It is an inherent ability that has been given to you by God. We can also see in the book of Luke chapter 19 from verse 12 and 13. Luke 19, 12 and 13, the Bible says here, He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Is it not funny where the kingdom of God always talks about a certain man? Talks about a certain man. Every time you want to see about the whole place that has to do with gifting, vision, passion, talent, and stuff, you always hear a certain man because why? God is making you and I to understand that nobody on planet Earth was born by accident. Nobody. Nobody. Regardless of what anybody has said to you. I don't care what generational cause that they have said that is operating in your life. I stand tonight and I decree every generational cause that have operated in your life right now, I cancel it in the name of Jesus. As a believer, you don't have such problems. Your ability to believe that you have the generational blessing, that is your problem. Believe that I am now wrapped up in the generational blessing. No more generational cause. And when your eyes of your understanding is open to that very particular reality, you now pull new possibilities. Also, we see that same very particular scripture, Luke chapter 19 from verse 12 and 13. The Bible there says, um, it says um, in verse 13, And he called his ten servants and delivered ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. That ten pound that he delivered to them was their talent and their giftings and their potentials. He gave it to them and he said to them, occupy till I come. That gift that God has given you, are you occupying with it or you are waiting for a miracle to happen? That talent that God has given you, are you currently now operating with a talent? Are you occupying till Jesus come? Busy with it or you are busy, busy bodying with other people's busy business? Eh? Are you currently busy with your own or you are busy, busy boying with other people's busy business? They are busy doing their thing but your business, see, there is no call that looks like you to be busy other people's business. There is no call like that. Every one of us is giving our own place to stay and focus. Ability to stay and focus. I pray tonight that the concept to stay focused rests upon you this night in the name of Jesus. And if we also see one thing which I put here. I say God also giving us potentials, giftings and talent that we need to discover to keep us occupied till he come. What are the gifted examples that we need to see? For example, maybe for you is singing. It's a gift. Singing is a gift. Ability. Have you ever noticed some certain children? I have seen those children. The moment a music is playing, the child is three months old. I see them all the time. The moment a music is playing, the child, all of a sudden, the intelligence the child is going to look at, and you are thinking, what the hell are you hearing? Now, that's a gift that is inside of that very particular child. Parent, please, do not bury that very particular gift. It is a gift at, at age. I remember my, 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 my son, at age, when, when he was one year old, I think one year, yeah, yeah, one year, two years, two years, I remember. Before I know what was going on, the moment a news is being, when he just hear the jingle, tun -tun 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 -tun, whatever that jingle is for news, the way he abandons me and stand and face the television, I say, hey, Banna. Okay, this guy, he looks as if uh, this is his core. This is what he wants to do. So you can tell that this is a gift. All of a sudden, what is the craft that God has given you? A craftsmanship skills. A skill whereby you can look at anything. You can create something out of nothing. All of a sudden, we can be passing at a particular place. We are looking at death. For you, you are seeing a car out of it. It is a talent. It is a gift. It is a potential. Explore that thing. Maybe for you, it's cooking. All of all, you give me pepper, maggi, salt, rice. Yeah, I'm just going to make food and just eat. When you ask me, what did you eat? It's rice. 
But give you that same very particular recipe. When we ask you, what are we eating? You call one Chinese name and we're wondering, Jesus, what the hell is this? This is just rice. But all of a sudden, you come up with a shuan hu fan shan. And we're wondering what they come down. Because why? That is your gifting, sir. That is your talent. You know how to make the rice and the maggot, the soup and stuff. And by default, you are not bored in that very particular kitchen. Cooking that shan hu fan shan. And we're wondering, ah. Dude, you are taking time. Rice does not take 30 minutes to cook. How come you're only taking 45 minutes? You're like, calm down. And you are smiling. The people are sitting there, they are angry. But you are smiling. Relax. Or maybe for you, your gifting is preaching. Your gifting is all probably the great talents. You are growing up all of a sudden. I remember very well. I am not surprised doing what I'm doing. It's just the fact that it took me long for me to say yes to it. Because for me, I needed a particular, I need, I don't just want to be like every other pastor. Sorry to every other pastor. It's okay. We all have our lane. He said, faithful is there, call us who also will do it for us. But I don't just want to be like everyone. I remember the God servant who God used to come into full-time ministry. And I said to him, I said, see, the reason why I'm taking my time, God must, see, you can't call me without telling me a message. Is it possible? Is that a missed call? Yeah, it can't be. And that's the thing for me, majority of us currently now is a missed call. We are not particular to the point that we cannot find something concerning you. I remember if I go places and stuff, event, like yesterday I was at a particular event, all of a sudden before I know what's going on, hey, pastor rested life. That, that's me. I have not, I, I, that, that's my space. Because why? God will always create a vacuum for you to fill that very particular vacuum. And everybody will know you in that place. Preaching. I remember growing up, when I see people like the likes of T.D. Jakes, the likes of Bishop David Oedeko, the likes of Paula De Farasi, when I see them preaching when I was growing up, I promise you, my ability for me, I may not eat food. I remember very well that time. I may not eat food, but I am sitting there watching them. My younger ones are very angry. They are annoyed. What is this thing that you are looking at these men? They just stand talk for one hour, 30 minutes, and you are not tired. My man, I'm like, you don't understand. There is something on the inside of me that is crying. There is something that is pushing out. Or maybe for you, it's talking. Or maybe for you, it's ability for you to have the leadership mandate. Have you not seen some of those kids? Yeah, I've seen some of the kids. Growing up, anywhere they go, they always come out as a leader. They are in school. They are the captain of the class. You, you put five children together. They are the one telling the children what to do. That is part of the inward ability God has put on the inside of you. My question this moment in which I put, um, I say, what are the potentials in which you carry? Something you exceptionally beautiful doing it without any stress. Something you exceptionally, beautifully doing it without any stress. You wake up in the morning, you do it as if it's... People are looking at you wondering, ah, you just sit down, you are just looking at this person, sitting for almost five hours, shouting, hallelujah, trying to come up with, with voices, and you are thinking, as much, see, this is the thing here, I know my gifting is not singing as much as I like it. I have tried for me while growing up. I'm like, I like these people who sing. You understand. You know, just sitting on key Z or key P. I don't know if there's a key like that, but it's okay. That will make you understand that I'm not existing on that place. I like when they sit. They come. You see some certain people with their giftings. They defy all the odds of key, of, of trying to change their voice. They defy all, and yet they carry their mic. And you give them in one second. You are hearing, wee, you are thinking, wow. But you have been drinking honey, ginger, making sure that, and yet nothing is coming out. Giftings, giftings, potentials, talent. Have you taken out the time? Also, the creativity, having a thousand ways to do something new and yet without any burdens. Ability to do something new all the time. People look at you, they think it's over. Boom, something appears. See, one of the things in which I want to put here that the Holy Spirit said to me that I should tell you. 
In the whole of these gifting talents and opportunity that God has put on the inside of you, one common denominator that you will see, the day you decided to drive into that direction, have you noticed resources come out for it immediately? All of a sudden, people are, you are the one that are walking to that reality. People are saying that, but we thought you knew. So you are just discovering it now. Why? Like, why did it take you this long? Because why? It is your business to discover. And when you discover, resources come together to make themselves available to you. One of the things in which I put here, I say is, um, the proof that there is a potential, there is a ease and a joy in doing it, even though you don't get paid. Jesus was not being paid. He knew too well that this is my call and he was willing to, even when he was looking at the cross, he prayed his way into the cross, prayed his way out of the cross, just because he knew too well that the gift or my payment is to see the people get saved. Some of you, you know too well that if they call you to say, okay, fine, take this 10,000 rand or this $10,000 and do this very particular company um, project, I'll probably take this five rand and do this one. Your ability to come for the five rand, you're like, I, I, I just find fulfillment. There's this joy on the inside of me. It is, you, you sit down, it's, it's not about money, you don't understand. It's not money. It's about the inner peace. It, that is God speaking to you. I know you are saying, mm, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that is, that is part of your inward ability that has been given to you. My question to you that I'm going to say to you, write out the list of all the potentials that you are seeing on your inside. If for you, if it's singing, if it's moving, if it's teaching, if it's motivating, if it's empowering, it is a potential that is inside. If it's ability for you to come out with craftsmanship, ability for you. I know, I think I, I met a particular guy of recent. The guy had no education concerning coding. But the guy can code anything to the point that he will code code and code will also know that they code him. That's the only way I can say it. And I was asking him, did you go to school for this? I'm like, no. I didn't go to school. Yeah. Now that's a gifting and a talent. That is something that was born. And can I shock you? He does not speak in tongues like you and I. He does not call, he does not call enemies of father's house, binding the devils of phobias. Give him a computer. He will code things for you. Giftings, talent, potential. Sit down tonight, right? What are my giftings? Let's also look at point number four. Point number three, sorry. Your passion. What are you passionate for? This is totally different from the gifting because, mind you, gifting, talent, and stuff are something that was inherent, has nothing to do with, with laying of hand and anointing. It was born the day you got born on a particular earth. It was created for you, but this one, your passion, your passion, your passion, you, just, you are just passionate to see people smile. You wake up in the morning, people are angry. You are passionate. You are like, oh my God, how can I help these people? You are looking forward at the value daily. Your passion. What is your passion? You wake up in the morning and you are thinking, I just want to make somebody smile. And you want to, you are going to office, but in the place of going to office, your hand cannot just stop giving people resources. Regardless of, and they ask you like, well, can you keep something? You're like, you don't understand. I just like seeing the smile on people's face. What is your passion? What is your passion? Maybe your passion for you, you, are, you, you don't just like some certain things that is happening. For example, one of the names that comes to my head now is the, is, is, is the late Nelson Mandela. He hates the racial discrimination. It was a passion that was born on the inside of him. It was a passion that was born on the... This was a guy who was a lawyer, fulfilling his own whatever he, had, what he was called to do as a lawyer. But the passion on the inside of him could not allow him to sit down and watch the abuse on the black generation in South Africa. He woke up to the responsibility and said, no, my passion here is to see my black people free. 
I am tired of currently where I see some certain people can enjoy it. The passion will drive you to the place of prison and yet you will still come out victorious. The passion will drive you regardless of when it is not popular. See, passion is not about popularity context. Passion is all about fulfilling destiny. Passion is not about popularity context. It is about fulfilling destiny. Another name also you can see is the likes of Martin Luther King. These, these are guys that they were passionate about. The whole issue of bringing out guys from the oppression of a system. They were passionate. It is something that, 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 you see, regardless of my giftings and my talent, this part here, this part here, and also when it comes to this very particular thing that I want to say, your passion also can be from the place of your pain. Your passion can be from the place of your pain. I know too, uh, personally, there are stuff in which I don't like to see. There are passions for me. I do not like, to the point that when I communicate, you can hear me all the time saying that. I remember one statement I like saying all the time, and those of you who are platforming by hear me saying that. I came late, I have no time for me to play. Ability for me to you to enter into rest is what is it, it drives me like you don't just it drives me as if that's the fuel that drives my car. Passionate about seeing people getting rest. Passionate about I am like your midwife pushing you to enter into the place of rest. I am like the midwife in the labor room telling you it is possible. It is my passion because why I have seen what poverty look like. Yo. No matter how poverty have a street lights, have a have poverty has a street light operating on 5G, but not even 5G, operating on 7G, whatever. It is not admirable for me to go there. I don't care how that poverty look good. I refuse it. Because why? It is the place of my pain. And so because of that, all the time I try to make sure that when I see people going through pain, I am quick to respond. Your passion can also be from the place of your pain. My dear, you are the one sitting, I know you are saying that, no, I don't know that this. It is part of your God-designed ordained destiny. I know that some of you will be saying, no, but the pain was the fact that I was abused, I was raped. But all of a sudden, when you hear other people that were raped, the pain on your inside, ability to want to solve that very particular thing. You're like, no, not another woman again will be raped. Like, like a particular guy which I know called Sia, I think it's called um, Sia Gently or something like that. If, if I know, the guy who is the founder of no, hashtag not in my name. I asked him one of the days, uh, when during the days of dexterity, how did this come? He said, it was, it was a pain for me to see women being abused. It was a pain for me, for me to see women being abused. And I remember that time he was working, I think I'm not mistaken, he was working at a banking sector, or as an accounting firm. He retired to start that foundation called hashtag not in my name. Here in South Africa, you can Google him, he's there, I think his name is called Sia Gently or stuff. Hashtag not in my name. And that period, it was because abuses was rampant in South Africa. And he woke up and said, no, if this thing had to stop, it had to be from me. And he took the responsibility. He was passionate about women enjoying the place of rest, women not being abused. From the place of pain, he gave back to that very particular foundation. And too well, no, it's no place you go, you will see that, guys. Hashtag not in my name. You will see them not in my name on their back t-shirt. I think I even remember when we went on the Nigeria match at Pretoria. The group of them were also there to say, no, we are here to stand with Nigerians. And to say hashtag not in our name. That the police will be brutalizing people in Nigeria. Now that's their cause. The passion for them to be able to pull that. They were able to, by question to you, what are you passionate about? It can be from your place of your pain. But you can use all the resources of your pain. Convert it to the place of righteousness. Convert it to the place of good. One of them we can see the likes of Joyce Meyer. She was abused, but she took all that very particular thing. Turn it all of a sudden now. She's going all around the world. Helping women to see the fullness of who they are. The place of your pain. 
Oprah Winfrey, we know her too well. You know her story very well. Abused on every side. Huh? But yet she was a woman who decided to say, with the pain that I'm currently going through, I will turn it to give a woman a hope to make them understand that no matter how life has given you a beat down, as long as it's a place of a calling in your heart, the grace to fulfill it has been there. And we can see what she's doing. What is your passion? What is your passion? What is your passion? Mike Mudok said this and I quote. He said, a passion is a pointer to a problem you are created to solve. A passion is a pointer to a problem you are created to solve. If there is a problem around your community, the responsibility for you to solve it. One of the things that we for us, for example, as, as, as Platform Church, for me, that is a passion. I hate seeing a failed system. I hate it. I hate it. You don't understand. I hate it. It's not the fact that I, I was born into a failed system. I'm sorry. Nigeria has the difference between Nigeria and South Africa. I tell them point blank. Without apology to anybody, including the president, the difference between Nigeria and South Africa for me at the moment, Nigeria does not have a system that works. South Africa has a system that works. That is why, see, you cannot blame when you see people moving from one country. Because why? We are created of a product to want to go for things that are good. Nigeria does not have it. And I hate when I see, you wonder, a few days ago I was sitting and looking at news. And I'm looking at these guys. The resources that has been given for people during coronavirus, they, they embezzle it, put it in the warehouse. Some of those products are spoiling. And the leaders are sitting in their house doing nothing. A system that is faulty and failed. Nigeria does not have, so for me it is a pain when I don't see system. It is a pain. I go to a place, I look, why is this not working? How do we make this work? Currently now, with the guys in Platform Church, majority of them, they know. How can we make this better? How do we do? Because why? I don't, it is a pain from me. So when there is no system, I automatically, I, 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 I shrink. I shrink. I feel like, mm. I know to where my wife knows this very particular one. Sometimes when we go to, when we go to eateries, I mean, to go and eat food outside, the next thing she knows, I ask that question. So from your system, how many hours is it going to take for the food to come? And the person tells me probably in the next 30 minutes, I say, your time starts now. In 30 minutes, it doesn't come. No, I promise you, my body begins. Why? It is a pain. It is a pain. I said here, yeah, God can use anything or concerns to advance his kingdom. Anything or concerns to advance his kingdom. He says, yeah, I said, remember, we are talking about the whole concept of discovery. Discovery, that's what we're talking about. I hate it when I see people go through pain. Now, that is me. I'm giving you some of my things that I know. Maybe with that, you can also discover your pain. You can also discover your passion. You can also discover your gifting. You can also discover your talent, the, 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 the ability, and also the vision plan for your life. I hate it when I see people go through pain. I hate it when I see women being abused or living below what God has called them for. I hate it with everything in my life. I hate it. When I see women being abused, women being subjugated as if they are just a, an, 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 an artwork in the bedroom, I hate it. I remember one time I posted it, I said it all the time. Majority of you who knows me, even from the days of dexterity, you can see my conversation. The first time I started my Darling Testy Foundation, the first program I did was Women Empowerment Program. Because why? When I, I want to see my women leaving the bedroom and get into the boardroom. I hate for me to see the women operating as if they are second class citizens. Nobody God created as second class. Every one of us is created from the position of the Adam, which means the fullness of who God is. I hate it when I see women. It is a pain for me. And so when I see a woman, my wife knows that one very well. And people around me, I think I remember one of my covenant brother in Nigeria. He said, Pastor, I don't understand something about you. When you just see a woman emotional, you become emotional. I said, because you don't understand me. I hate it. Maybe the reason why that was born is because I've seen my mother suffered. I've seen my mother going through abuse and it pained me. 
And trust me, not even my father's fault. Because sometimes also, let's not be quick for us to judge our father. The reason why our father did what they did is because that's the only information that they have available for them. I am not justifying their errors, but I'm only just saying maybe, but yet with that, the pain of growing up knowing too well, that all of a sudden I could look at my mother and I'm thinking, ma, like when will this end? When will this end? The reason why I am passionate about marriage I hate it when I see marriage fail or I see marriage in pain. I hate it. Because I, I grew up from that place. It was a product of my pain. I converted to say to myself, if my marriage must work, it is up to me to put all the resources on the table. I hate it. I also hate when I see racial discrimination. When I see, when I see you, you want to deal with me first, you are first of all checking my color. That do you think my brain is black or my brain is yellow? What's your problem? If you tear my hand and I tear your hand, as far as I'm concerned, red blood will fall. So when I see those things, I hate it. And that's why for me, I look at it, I say there is no white or black. It's just a pigmentation of the skin. If you carry a black man, I remember the other day, I think I was cracking joking with my family. My family was asking me like, dude, man, I didn't know that you can actually have, your, your skin can be light. Do you know that when you were in Nigeria, you look as if you are from the north. You were black to the point that even the houses too, their pot is even more whiter than you. I say, Mama, you don't understand. The weather in this country is nice. So my skin, it's just that you couldn't see. The sun in Nigeria make me black. There is nothing like white or black. We all just have pigmentations of the skin. And because why, as far as you look at it from the Bible, there was no body that was created with color. We are all created for purpose and for destiny. We can see that in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and also Genesis chapter 2. It was the intention of God's plan and purpose. Nobody was created white, black. And I break tonight every racial discrimination, every hatred, every abuse as a result of race, every abuse as a result of discrimination. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, I cancel that devil in the name of Jesus. I hate racial discrimination. I hate it with everything around me. Another thing again in which I say, I hate poverty and the effect it creates on people. I hate poverty. Yo, I, yo, I hate poverty. Yo, yo. See what I'm saying? I'm doing yo. I hate it. And so because of that, the ability for me to say, what can we do? How do we do it? Currently now with my team and my wife, we're sitting currently now. What are the systems we can put in church? Whereby everybody that comes into the church, they don't need to. I see, I don't want to pray for you. After I pray for you, you fall down, you stand up, and yet you are still poor. No, 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 no. If you want to know that prosperity is part of platform church, go to the website. The PDA represents prosperity. Everything about platform has an acronym. I hate it when I see people in poverty. I hate it. It is a pain, but it has been now being used for me to be able to put system of oppression. To say everyone that comes home to rest, you rest in your finance. You rest in your marriage. You rest in your health. You rest in your business. You rest in everything that concerns you. Another thing in which I hate, I hate when I see people do not take God seriously. Yo, 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 you don't understand. When I see people who are trying to be smarter than God and I look at them, yo, everything that I want to use, I can spend hours Making sure that you see God in its simplicity. One of the things with us as platform is the fact that we tell you that we, we, we help you rewrite process. It's creating reality, providing solution. I hate those things. My question to you tonight as we begin to go into some of the possibility, what are the pains that you have on the inside? Have you taken out the time for you to sit down and look that your pain, yes, your pain is also what God can use to change narrative. Your pain is what God can use to change narrative. That responsibility has been given to you. Now, let's begin to look also this moment as I begin to bring my thought to a close uh, very soon. Now, one of the things that I said, um, what discovery would do for you? 
When you've discovered your passion, discover your vision, discover your talent, discover the pain that is currently on the inside, what will those discovery do for you? There is always something it can do for you. The first thing there is the fact that I want you, as usual, you know me with acronyms. The first thing there, just put an acronym of discovery. When you've discovered what you are called to do, these are the things that discovery will do for you. Number one, the D part. It differentiates you from every other people. You are different from every other people because why? You are focused on the thing that God has called you for. Ability to know what God has called you. You are not moved by anything. And when people do not fall in line of what you want to achieve, you are very quick to disassociate yourself. You are quick to disassociate yourself from them. Number D there is the fact that you are different. You are different. When things does not go the way God has embedded all the passion or the pain, you are quick to say, no, I am not going to sit here for too long. Let me just bounce because why? This is not my reality. No matter who the people are, you are willing. See, I have lost a lot of friends simply because of ministry. And if I have to lose them again, I am willing to lose them. Because why? I have discovered what God has called me for. And I stay in that very particular thing. Regardless whether it is one or two or nobody that is there, I will preach as if I'm preaching to 10 billion people. Because why? My accountability is to God, not to any man. I won't no man any accountability for me to appease them. No. My discovery has made me understand that my place for me to be accountable to God is what gives me the victory. What else again is the I? The I is the fact that when you discover who you are, you are now when you are now you are indentation in your thinking. Your thinking is now intentional. Intentional thinking becomes part of your portion. Intentional thinking. You think for how to make this work. I have discovered that I'm a craftsman. I've discovered that I am supposed to be a leader. What to make this very particular thing work? How to be able to pull this very particular thing? One of the things there is a part of the intention, intentional thinking. You think, you meditate, you pray. All those things, it's all about the vision. It's all about the talent. It's all about the passion. It's all about the pain. Ability for you to be able to put that possibility. Another thing also you need to understand. On number three, which is the S. It becomes a soul searching mechanism. Your soul search daily. Discovery make your soul to, your, your soul to daily search for what belongs to you. You search daily. It separates you to meet up with a demand you have resolved, discovered. It separates you. You just want to do the demand of this very particular thing. For example, with all this platform and with all the passions and everything, I, I am I'm not moved. I am, I am separated. My soul search daily for the things on how to make this very particular thing work. I pray tonight that as you begin to meditate on this very particular word, your soul will begin to indict matters of good thinking in the name of Jesus. One of the things also that I want to put here as a caveat is the fact that when you discover who you are, it determines the kind of person you marry. It determines who you marry. You can't just... See, the reason why people marry anyhow is because you've not discovered who God is. You've not discovered yourself. And so you are trying to look for a place to fulfill your destiny in the life of your other partner. And when you now marry that partner, before you know what is going on, you guys are frustrated. Discovery make you know that. Calm down. I can't, I can't marry, for example, let me just use it. I can't marry from Shangani. I only marry from Ethiopia. I can't marry from Kenya. I marry from Nigeria. Discovery make you do that. And in the place of you discovering that, that, okay, these are my discovery. This my discovery. That also applies to a woman. Ability to know who you are will determine who you want to submit unto. It's discovery. Soul searching. You know your core. Ability for you to know who to submit to. Who to sub under. I don't like using the word submit. But who to sub under. Because why? Submission is of two words. It's sub to a mission. There must be a mission that you carry for you to sub into someone that is already on that very particular path. That's why it's called submission.
discovered, soul searching. What is the seed here? The seed now tell you because when you discover, what will discovery do for you? You cultivate your findings. You put things together to cultivate it. You cultivate it. You call, you, your hands are in there 24 to cultivate. This thing must work. I need to bring this brick. I need to bring this wire. I need to bring this cable. Your ability to cultivate, that is what discovery do for you. Discovery empowers you to cultivate. Discovery fuel you to cultivate your destiny. Fuel you to cultivate your passion, your talent, your gifting, your potential, and the vision of God concerning your life. See, can I shock you? God can give you a grand vision, but the ability to cultivate the responsibility is in your hand. A grand vision to deliver the planet Earth. That's why the Bible says, write the vision. If you do not write it, it remains a mystery in your head without the reality happening. Write it. And when you write, you begin to see all the apparatus and the instrument that you need to put together to make that thing work. What else again is in place of discovery? The old part there, it helps you organize your pain, your thoughts, and your emotion to a positive outcome. It helps you organize your pain, your thoughts, and your emotion to a positive outcome. It helps you organize your pain, your thoughts, and your emotion to a positive outcome. Organization becomes part of your life. The video says it violently engaged the necessary parameter to make it all happen. Which means there you are vigorous to see it happen. Ability for you to be persistent. Regardless of the obstacles and the trouble, you are not move at all. You are focused and you are staying in your lane. Ability to stay put. Knowing to well that no matter what is happening, I am not going to move. No matter what the narrative is saying, I stay focused knowing to well that because I have violently, do you know that for you to discover it takes you pain? And so because of the pain you take for you to discover that thing, the ability to put the intelligence to route that possibility becomes part of your pain you put in there. And your pain is now channel for positive outcome. The EDA, the EDA says um, it eliminates unnecessary luggage or past pain and burdens. Eliminate unnecessary luggage or past pain. If you notice, I use the word past pain and burdens, which means the issue of your fear and your anxieties and your worries. Because you are now, you have discovered who you are. All those things that people are saying concerning you does not matter. It has, it will not add a drop of water to your discovery. It will not add a, it will not add a perfume to how you are going to smell in front of people. Because why? You have, you have gotten to the point where you have eliminated all those nonsense. You have gotten to the point where you know too well. Like Jesus, regardless of how people were talking, was not moved. Even when they were trying, I call them the fat to see and the sad people to see. The fat people for you to see and the sad ones for you to see. Even with all that thing, it did not disturb Jesus. Why? He has eliminated unnecessary luggage, pains, and burden. What is the R? The R there says, restructure your life to a new reality. Which means you reschedule to catch up. You know, imagine at age 50, as we're hearing this message now, that is when you are like, damn it. So for the past 30 years, I've just wasted my life. What do I do? Ability for you to restructure your life quickly. Discovery makes you do that. You restructure your life. Like I said to people, I remember I was saying to a pastor, my mentor pastor, and I said to him, I said, sir, you don't understand. I came to you, I'm like, what's your problem? How old are you? And you don't understand. <laughs> at my age, Jesus has finished his plan. He has, he's already in heaven. In fact, this age, I, he has already forgotten that he came on earth. Yeah, because I came late. There's no time. I need my people to enter into rest quickly. That is what discovery can do for you. And the last part there, which is the why. The why there says, when you discover who you are, when you discover the things, the, the, the inward ability on your inside, it makes this why become something. 
your total yieldedness to God. Your total yieldedness. Yieldedness to God is the white part. Yieldedness to God. You know too well that it takes me and God to discover this. It will take me and God to cultivate it. It will take me and God to keep it. You know too well that this is an attribute that he has given me. This is a talent. This is a passion. This is a pain that I am currently discovering. So God, for the fact that it takes you and I to get here, it will take you and I to sustain it. Your yieldedness to God is 100%. Now what? Now the party I say, now that you have discovered it, what do you do? You've discovered it. What do you do? Oh, Shalabrotu, my time is really running fast. Now that you have discovered it, what do you do? Develop. Develop it. My dear, see, you, there is no benefit of this message. I'm seeing also majority of your comments and stuff. There is no benefit of this message without you actually developing what you have discovered. Do you know that no matter how beautiful a goat is that you have removed from the ground, it has to go through a process of what I call the elimination process to remove all the dirt in the gold so that it can become the pure gold that you pay your premium price to buy it. Develop it. One of the things I hear is put in, I said the process of development, I mean developing your potential is very difficult process. And this is where boys is separated from men. And this is where girls is separated from women. It is a difficult process. But this is the place where you will know who are boys and who are men. Develop your giftings. It will take everything from you, everything within you, everything outside of you. Develop it. We are living in a generation where people are waiting for either the government or the church to do something for them. You know too well that you can sing. Have you taken out the time for you to go and sit down and stay under a mentor who can sing and learn how to apply the note of singing? You know too well that you are a good craftsmanship. Have you taken out the time for you to go to meet other craftsmen and find out how do I develop this my gift? Develop it. Develop it. One thing I put, I said, discovery is dangerous. It brings obsession. Discovery is very dangerous. You can be so obsessed to it. And the dangerous day is a godly one. It brings obsession. You are obsessed to see that everything that you can do come to pass. One of the things I said, I said, the greatest gift God has given man, aside from his son and his Holy Spirit, it is a gift of time and everything fall on it. It is a gift of time. The greatest gift God has given to man, Aside from salvation and the Holy Spirit, it is a gift of time. Time is needed in the process of development. Oh, trust me with us as a church and also with majority, we are in the process of developing. Developing. We make mistakes, we adjust it. We do not look at our mistake and want to chicken out of life. No, you stay with it because why? You know too well, my dear. See, the Africa in which you and I want to see, it will take our ability for us to stay in it, to develop the system ourselves, regardless if the gun will be pointed on our forehead. I know you were like, no, but pastor, why are you saying that? Trust me, no matter how, let's check it in the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, when a certain system has to shift, that is always blood on the table. I pray tonight that whatever blood that needs to be shed for Africa to get into the place of prominence, let that be the blood of our enemies in the name of Jesus. The ones that has vowed that nothing good can come out of Africa, let their blood be sacrificed. Because why? See, no matter the shift, for your salvation to be on the table, Jesus' blood had to be on ground. For you to get to the place you need to get to, see, your blood had to be on the ground, which includes your sweat. Your sweat had to be on the ground. Develop what has been given to you. Develop it. Develop it. Develop it. That development talks about uh, the price to pay in prayer, the price to pay in fasting, the price to making what you have discovered. Develop it. Develop it. Develop it. What else again do you need to do? And this is where it becomes very important. is the fact that after you have discovered, you develop, 
after you develop, this is what I call, you deploy it. In the place of deploying, go and serve with what you have discovered. The biggest problem that I've seen in Africa is the fact that after we discover what we want, we've developed it, we want to be the captain of it immediately. See, no matter how you want to live your life, there's always a place of service. Service is part of the system that God has put on the table. We can also see that with Jesus. When Jesus came on earth, he served his disciple. No wonder he called himself, I'm a servant of God. I am, see, I, tell you, I said, see, before you call me a man of God, I'm a servant. My business for me is to serve you. A part of it is the ability for me to sit down to check what are the kingdom principle. Principle that negates the fact that are currently existing. To be able to put on the table so that by the time the people are coming to eat of this food, this food is well prepared, well nourished. I am called to serve you, not for you to serve me. No, I am called to serve you. And because of that, I remember when the time was ripe for me to come into the food food, I went to serve. Some of them are currently streaming now, they are watching me. I serve on two different occasions because now I know that the only way for people to wash my hand, I have to wash other people's hand. Have you taken your time for you to serve? You are currently, you know that this is your gifting. You have developed it. Have you gone to places whereby, yes, people will complain and say the thing is not nice and cool. That is what servicing do. Servicing help you to see your product in the eyes of the users so that you can then repair that very particular thing to fit the user's need. Services help you for your product to be seen in the eyes of the users so that you can then develop the product again back in the place of the service for the users to be able to use it well. That is what servicing do. You need to be able to deploy that gift, deploy that talent, deploy that passion. Serve with it. Serve with it. We want to be quick to be recognized as G-O, C-E-O, whatever. Have you taken out the time for you to serve? Have you taken out the time for you to serve? The serving responsibility has been given to you and I. One of the things in which I put here, I say service make your discovery test proof and it helps to stand the test of time while you are waiting to serve. While you are waiting to serve, service help you for your discovery to be test proof. Do you notice that when an IT person make a product, maybe because for me I hang around them these days, when they make a product, tell you now that the thing is on test mode. We are testing it. We've sent it to a couple of people to see what are the functionality. How can this thing work properly? That is part of the product of service. One of the things here I said, you will never be a good leader until you are a good servant. I don't care who you are. You will never be a good leader until you are a good servant. You will never be a good leader until you are a good servant. Learn to serve. Service is the place of discovery. Take responsibility of your life and go and serve. Don't be quick to say you want a job. See, the Africa that we're looking for tomorrow, we're not looking for Africans. That you, do you see the leaders that are currently sitting? Leaders that had no clue what service looked like. That's why ability for them to give service delivery, they can't. Because the definition of service is not in their mouth. The Africa that we're looking for for tomorrow will be from the place of service. A place whereby you know, you put your hand on the mud. You know too well that the election is about to come. You go into that space to go and serve. So that you know how they rig the election. So that when you come, you stop that nonsense. So that you know, for example, for you, you like constructing. Go and join a constructing firm. Your passion is to be able to construct, to construct house. Join, serve, serve. Go there, even though you will design the architectural work that will build the next 10 city. Design it for free. You are putting your product in display. The highest they may give you is a name recognition. That's enough to start. I remember when I started this very particular work of entertainment. I used to crack joke with that thing. See, trust me, I did not start here. I saw Yoko Roboko Tosha. I serve. I remember the first time when it comes to ministry work. I was cleaning a church. My salary per that time 
The church was big. I don't want to mention the name. It's a big church and a known, known, I mean, what's called a known church in South Africa. The church, my salary to clean the whole church per month was 150 rand. I know you'll be like, what? That's, that's, that's abuse. It's okay. It made me who I am today. The product of my service removes everything that is staying in my body. It removes pride. It removes arrogance. It removes what you call them, ability for me to be, to be pompous. It killed it there. I was cleaning the church for a 150 rand per month. At a particular point, they stopped paying me that very particular money. But yet I was still cleaning. Service. Service. After that, I was handling camera. Nobody was paying me anything. No wonder when it comes to camera production for me. I don't joke with it. I learned those things from the place of service. I learned those skills from the place of service. I learned how to be able to subdue my flesh from the place of service. We are quick to want to become master, but not quick to want to pour hand in the life of people. I was saying this to a particular person. Um, I don't want to mention the name this, this evening. And I was saying to them yesterday, by grace, God's grace, it was just a burden in my heart to go visit my spiritual mother. I got there. And by the time I got there, all of a sudden, boom. When I know this is Escom or generator, whatever, the light went off. And when the light went off, I was quick to stand up. I did not go and sit there and say, no, because I'm a pastor. And what, what, after all, there's a member there. I was quick to stand up. Stand up, I took my phone on the light to make sure. Because she was doing a live Facebook page. I mean, if I put my phone there. The moment I put my phone there, the light came. One of the guys brought the light and stuff. I took the light from the guy's hand. I hold the light. I was standing. I did not care if I was the pastor of Platform Church. Because I know that in the place of service, that's when God elevates. He said, the humble will I exalt. I hold the light and I was standing there. My hand was shaking. My body was shaking because why? I was even in a fasting mood that period yesterday. My I feel like falling down. But I stand there. Then I heard the loud voice. Boom! In my ear. He said, for standing and holding this light, for humbling yourself, men will raise your light to the brightness of your rising. That was in the place of serving. That testimony occurred today because why? There is a thing that God wants to do when you serve. Are you willing to serve? Are you going to say to yourself that for this thing to be able to appear, I must be willing to serve? One of the things in which I put here as we begin to look at another point here is the fact that we are allowed familiarity. I mean, say we've allowed familiarity to make us lazy. Many of you don't know how to press for your destiny. You don't. You don't know. You are looking at somebody that carries a grace in which you envy. Instead of you sitting down there and backbiting, insulting your fathers, insulting the people that God has put ahead of you. Instead of you, have you taken the fortitude for you to sit down and say, how can I make, how can I be what these people are being? The reason why you are complaining about it is because in the innermost parts of your heart, you want to be that kind of people. But you forget to understand that the place for you to enjoy that thing, it is a place of service. And sometimes for me, I said this and I say it very well. I said. The, the reason why we are currently in the state where we are now is because our fathers, somehow, they have lied to us. They have lied to us. What was the lie? And for me, when I look at the lie, for me, I call it a political lie. Because they don't want you to feel as if they are paying for you. Does not want them to tell you, I mean, doesn't want them to tell you the truth. They tell you, no, you know, all we just do, we just confess. No, I, I remember I told one of the fathers, I said, see, remove your shirt. I want to see the mark on your back. Because the reason for you to be standing there, there is a bottle on your back that you have lied yourself and yet you still say, I'm going to move forward. Our fathers would have lied and make us to understand because they know that our generation was quick skin. But the, the, place of, the place of serving, they have served their generation. You are looking at, for example, you are looking at the likes of T.D. Jakes. You are looking at the life of Paula de Farasi. You are looking at the likes of Bishop David Edipo. Have you ever sat down to ask yourself a question? How did they get there? 
You are looking at the likes of Warren Buffett, the likes of um, what you called, the likes of um, um, Jack Ma, the likes of, of, of Facebook, or the likes of Alakija, or, or, or Lagute, Alukodangote. Have you taken out the time to see their pain that gave them the result? I pray that every shortcut that we like in our generation, let that spirit be dead tonight in the name of Jesus. The thing that I want you to understand, that as we begin to go down into the thing, to close some of the thing is the fact that in the place of all this that I'm saying, always remember that there will be the thing called the black dot. I call it the black dot. One of the days I'm going to preach about it. But what is the black dot at the moment? The black dot are those very particular negative circumstances that will come into your life. The black dot are the fears. The black dot are the failure. You will start that project, you will fail. So what? Start again. Your, the black dot is the unmet expectations. Expectations that you want to meet. You know too well. Somebody has lied to you that when you prophesy, when you open your mouth and you say, Laka koro bototo zakata, the thing is going to appear. And all of a sudden you do karakoto zokoto zakata. Nothing is appearing. Calm down. It's in the place of service. Time will tell. Because why? The ability for you to play the game that you want to play when you get to the top. It's always in the place of time and service. Time and service. What is again? The issue of relational staff. I mean, I mean, I mean, relational strife. People just fight you unnecessary. The day you wake up, let me shock you. The day you wake up to your possibility and your discovery, the world will hate you. When I mean the world, including your father, your mother, your children, they will hate you. If you think I'm lying, ask Jesus. He says, see, I have sent the comforter to you. I leave you in the hand because this world will hate you because of me. They will hate you. See, that's why for me, when I see people talk about me and stuff, I, I mean, I'm very happy. Maybe because of me, I have a strange thinking. If you don't talk about me, then clearly I'm not doing something very important. The reason why you are talking about me, taking out your 10 minutes or 15 minutes to talk about me is because I'm relevant. And that's my mentality. So when I hear people talk about me, I hail them. Thank you because you have a job. I may God help you and God bless you for that job. And God catch you. I know God catch you. I could perceive you are talking with me. I pray one prayer. I tell them point blank, I say that thing you are talking will be exposed in the name of Jesus. And it's exposed. Another thing also that I want you to also be careful with the negative, with the black dot, is what I call opposition. Opposition will come. Hopelessness will come. Weariness will come. But I pray tonight that with the word that has come out of my mouth, the ability for you to engage, that responsibility comes upon you in the name of Jesus. As I close tonight, I close by this saying, necessity is supposed to be the mother of invention in Africa. But it has now become the mother of our frustration. Religion has helped us to a great extent in godly character, but not structure for capacity discovery. Discovery and development are an individual responsibility. Your part and my part need to be on the table. Necessity is supposed to be the mother of invention in Africa, but it has now become the cause of our pain. I pray that tonight, every pain that we are currently going through, we convert that pain to become a thing of glory in the name of Jesus. One of the things in which I want you to understand in Micah chapter 2 and, and sorry, Isaiah chapter 2 and Micah chapter 4, the Bible says that the Lord's house shall be exalted above all. The reason why is when you and I discover what God has given us, the Lord's house will be exalted above all. See, no matter how people are talking about the church, see, forget it. Nothing can happen. It is the Lord's house, not their house. They will close their eyes, yet the God's business will still continue. So that's why I'm not worried about the church. I call them the church, FBI, church police, church, church, church. I, I don't have a time with them because why? I am busy doing my father's business. I say one of the things in which you need to understand that our past has nothing any longer. Our past does not have any hold on us any longer. And no control over our tomorrow. 
until you and I live in the moment, which is a gift that has been given to us, God has embedded an inward possibility on you and I. The ability for you to think deep tonight after this message is over and to say to yourself, what can I do to answer to the plague, to the pain, to the worry, to the discomfort in Africa, to the discomfort in the church, to the discomfort in the family, to the discomfort in government, to the discomfort in the affairs of life. That responsibility is in you. That responsibility is in me. One of the things in which I want you to understand is the fact that it is now an active part. We are now both an active participant for us to change these narratives. You and I has been called for this. My question to you tonight is the fact that are you going to stand up and fight this? Or you are going to sit down and say, let them do it. I will come and reap the harvest. That question is for you and that question is for me. Rise up on your feet. I don't know what is it that, that, that you have heard from me tonight. I don't know what is that very particular thing that you have picked from the message tonight. I don't know what is that very particular call that you have seen. I don't know what is that very particular anxiety, that pain, that passion that you carry on the inside of you. I want you to open your mouth and say, Lord, I am responsible for the discovery. Oh, Karoko Shoda. I am responsible for the discovery. I am responsible for the discovery. I have brought the message for you tonight, which is tied to discovery within you, assessing the inward possibilities. The question as you pray tonight, ability to say, Lord, I am responsible for this. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.